0: Runners, take three month. month. take three marks, take three marks, Welcome to the Up and Running Podcast where we talk about all things related to running and really great food. Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of the Up and Running Podcast. My name is Paul Ventura and I am your host. I want to thank all of you who've become regular listeners of the podcast. I'm on episode number 11 as of today, this recording. And I also want to thank those of you who are following me on Instagram. My handle on Instagram is at run paul. that's at R-U-N-W-I-T-P-A-U-L, And those of you who are also following me on Facebook, since part of what I do on this show is feature food, you definitely want to check out my Instagram and my Facebook page because I often take pictures of what I talk about on the show so you can get a visual representation of what I'm talking about. So let's jump into the topic that I have selected for this week. And my topic of discussion today is the popularity of the sport of running. So I've mentioned before that I've been a runner for quite some time, about 28 years now, and when I started back in the 90s with the sport of running, that happened in high school, and you know, just about all the runners that I knew and saw were literally from my own cross-country team. As far as I knew, that's who was in my circle of running friends, and when we would actually do meets and compete against other teams on Thursdays, you know, that, that was a big deal. That, that's kind of the most amount of runners that I might see, you know, in any given week. When we would travel to invitationals or, or be part of invitationals, those were huge in my mind because you would find, you know, somewhere in the realm of 250 to 300 runners actually competing in the same race. And again, I'm talking about back in the 90s. And yeah, there were road races in my town and in other areas within Orange County, your 5K races, your 10Ks that I'd enter. But at most, those fields of runners were, you know, probably several hundred people. Maybe 500 people was one of the biggest races I'd attended back then. So I'm a morning runner. I've talked about that on the podcast before. Um, So often when I'm out, it's early, you know, it's pretty early, like 6 a.m. or maybe even a little earlier than that. So I never see anybody out running and that's more than likely attributable to the fact that it is so early in the morning. But, you know, when you're out running and you look around and you might not see that many people out enjoying the sport that you enjoy, don't be fooled. Because running as a sport is actually quite huge. According to the website Statista, which compiles statistics on running participation in the United States, almost 60 million people participated in running, jogging, and trail running in 2017. More than 30,000 running events take place in the U.S. every year including 5Ks, 10Ks, and 8Ks, as well as half-marathons and marathons. So when and where is it that you do see a lot of runners? At road races, of course. That's where they turn out, and in big numbers. According to Running USA, the National Trade Organization for the Sport of Running, U.S. road race participation numbers held steady in 2017. In that year, there was a total of nearly 18.3 million registrants, which was down just slightly from 18.5 million in 2016. But despite a slowdown in growth in recent years, the 2017 data indicates that a healthy recreational running industry is thriving in the U.S. So who's responsible for the recent growth of running in the United States? It's women runners. Running USA cites that the majority of runners of U.S. road racers continued to be women in 2017, while the most popular race distance was the 5K. Around 59% of participants in a given road race are female, while 41% are male. So this data was really interesting to me. So I wanted to take a closer look at two of the biggest marathons that happen each year in the United States and that's the New York City Marathon and the Boston Marathon. So when you look at numbers for 2018 for the New York City Marathon, there was a total of 52,706 overall participants. Of that number, 42% of runners were female. When you take a look at the Boston Marathon, 2018 numbers show that there was an overall runner participation of 30,088 runners. And of that number, 45%, 13,415, were female runners. So it's very clear that women runners are a very big segment of the running population. Now let's turn our attention to social media. So how big is running? It's very big. So on Instagram, if you hashtag the word run, you'll find over 41 million posts. You'll find pictures of people at the finish line, pictures of them holding medals, pictures of what they recently purchased gear-wise, to help them get better at running or improve their, uh, their just their workouts, you know, everything from their, their watches they're using to their shoes to compression socks, you name it, someone's taken a picture of it and posted it on Instagram. So some of these um, particular specific hashtags are, for example, hashtag runners of Instagram, great name, there are over 4 million posts uh, from this segment of people that take photos and upload under that hashtag. You know, talking about women runners, if you take a look at hashtag runnergirl, there's over 2 million posts. There's 2,626 posts as of at least a, a day ago when I took a look there. And then when it comes to the segment representing males, if you hashtag running man, you'll find over 3 million posts. So it is clear just by looking at that on Instagram that there are a lot of people who get out, lace their shoes up, and enjoy the sport of running. And not only stateside, but all over the world. It's amazing to see even on my own Instagram feed uh, followers that I've gained over the past few months who are from Brazil, or the UK, or Finland, or Sweden, or Italy, just it's, it's just all over, it's globally. Runners are global. Run. Yeah. I like, I like, yeah. So more evidence that running is just huge is the number of podcasts that are specific to the sport of running, and that's what is being discussed on these podcasts each and every week. So, some of those that I really enjoy listening to are I'll Have Another that Lindsey Hine hosts. I also really enjoy listening to See Tolly Run that Kerry Tolofsen puts on. And then on the guy side of things, I like listening to The Rambling Runner, which is hosted by Matt Chittam. So, next time you're out on your run and when you take a look around and you know, you might see one runner in the distance or you know, a couple. Just know that running is massive all around the world. And just because they're not out and around you at that moment, doesn't mean that they won't be later when you're done with your run or maybe they already did their run really early in the morning. That's crazy, crazy. That's crazy good. That's so good. I was working up in the Bay Area recently And I stayed at the Hilton, Oakland Airport. And as you know, I like to do the segment on food and, and share some of the really good food that I've had on my travels. And you might one day happen to be staying at the Hilton, Oakland Airport. And if you do, you've got to stop off at Earhart's. That's the restaurant located in the hotel. And if you're a burger fan order their Angus burger off that menu. You might think it's, it's a hotel burger. How good, how good could it be? Well, it's crazy good. And I've posted pictures of it on my Instagram page, which is at runwithpaul, R-U-N-W-I-T-P-A-U-L. But this, this Angus burger, oh man, it is so good. And it's quite large. So the, the pictures don't lie. The Angus beef, I like to have my burgers when I'm ordering them from a restaurant like that, medium. I like it to be just a little bit pink on the inside. So that's how they had prepared this burger. It comes on a really, really soft bun. And, uh, the way they, they do it is they have the actual beef patty on your, your bun. And then the, um, the lettuce and the pickle and the tomato and the onion are off to the side on your plate that way when it comes to your table uh, the two are are um, the way they're supposed to be right your meat is still hot and then your vegetables are still cool sitting on the side so the uh the actual bun and the vegetables have a a big like spear through them right to keep them all together So right at that moment when you're marrying your vegetables and the top part of the bun with the beef patty, this thing comes together like quite a monster. So I had to wrap my two hands around it. And then when I bit into this, um, just that perfect combination of the hot beef patty and the coolness of the vegetables, the lettuce, the tomato, the onion was just crazy good. And it came with a, a basket of fries on the side. And granted, I was really hungry when I ate this. But when it comes to hotel food, um, which this one, I, I wouldn't consider it hotel food because it's not your run of the mill. Earhart's at the Hilton Oakland Airport. Order their Angus burger. It is really, really awesome. Awesome. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Up and Running podcast. Once again, I want to give a big shout out to all of you who become regular listeners of the show. And please, tell a new friend about the show and share it with them. Let them know where to find me. You can find me on iTunes. You can find me on Spotify. You can find the show on Google Podcast. And you can find it on Stitcher. You can also use the podcast player called Overcast. So, until next time, and remember, have a fantastic run.